Welcome back to Cosmic Christ Podcast, Channeling the Mind of Christ. I'm Reva Christ. We are on episode 40, continuing with dissertations from the book Reaching Christ Consciousness, and we open with a dissertation by Jesus, followed by a dissertation by Mother, and then Enoch, as each discuss conscious reality and what the nature of reality really means. Jumping right into the cosmic stream, I will be reading from the telepathic correspondence I received from Christ. You would be hard-pressed to explain conscious reality when it is nothing more than the majority's point of view. Everyone can see and feel the rain, but the experience of what it is like to be caught in the rain is individual. Science agrees that the earth and all of living creation need water and oxygen to survive. Yet man's industries are oblivious to this reality. The industry owners all believe that the reality is you need to make money to survive. And the making of money is more important than the reality of needing clean air and water to survive. The human population goes along with the status quo and makes use of dirty air and dirty water and accepts these things as natural and a part of life and they procreate their innocent children to also breathe dirty air and drink dirty water and they keep their minds in oblivion about the truth while sharing the industry owner's fantasy that dirty water and air are necessary to survival because money is necessary to survival and money is made through the industries that contaminate the environment of the earth. In truth, they really don't think this deeply. They just blindly accept the status quo and their progeny are raised to be just as blind. The same paradigm continues throughout man's entire history of bad thinking, bad planning, and bad inventing that has caused the devastation of the planet that sustains him and the ruination of his own species. The true conscious reality that is not based on opinion is found in the living spirits of the dead who survived death and continue to tell the tale because they are in full possession of their mental faculties. The mind lives and has the potential to live for thousands of years. It doesn't need a flesh body. The body, on the other hand, is a mere empty shell when there is no mind to lead it. It has been said that a man without a mind is a vegetable, but this isn't quite true because a vegetable is useful. It is food. A man without a mind is useless material. He would not make good food or serve any good purpose. If anyone were to ask me what kind of man am I, I would say I was a man in search of an exemplary mind, a mind equal to or greater than my own, that held more knowledge than I hold, and more wisdom and a talent for discernment. I am an intellectual, and I come from a society of intellectuals who all live in the afterlife. My wife, Reva, is my equal, but she is also my better, a goddess, because she holds the feminine wave, and the feminine wave is the highest. Some men on earth could not abide taking second place to a woman. They raise their societies to honor the masculine, 
and shun the feminine. But the feminine came first, and it was the feminine that cast her wave, and in the casting the feminine wave was lowered, and the masculine was born. It is only the ego in a man that draws a distinction. The feminine is the highest. The masculine is the lowest. Man creates his reality according to his own individual truths, and this is where reality itself is conflicting, because not all men share the same point of view. Reality and truth are not the same thing. They are not equivocal. Reality is formed in the mind according to point of view, and because point of view leads men, point of view becomes all things. Reality, truth, right and wrong, good and bad. Those who are willing to fight and kill in order to turn their opinions into the laws that others must follow quickly become the authority on truth and reality only because others don't wish to die or suffer for their contradictions. But it becomes a part of the evolutionary journey of the mental student to take note of all contrasting realities in order to see the human opinion involved in human reality and the hand of God in nature's reality. The sentient impression tells of one reality, and the human perception tells of another. For each agenda that a human mind holds, there is a reality to support it in the individual mind of the believer. Those of us here in my house in the afterlife hold the highest concept of reality, the alpha reality that serves, protects, and utilizes alpha waves in order to effect positive change within the fabric of the material landscape. Further, we utilize alpha waves and alpha teachings to raise the mind to alpha knowledge that will enhance the mind and inspire mental evolution. On earth, it will be up to the student to discern what human teachings raise the mind, and if none are available, the student will have to avail him or herself of the written material that raises the mind. But if no information is available to raise the mind, the mind will atrophy and die, just as a diseased limb would hang off to the side until it turned black and the worms came to eat it. The death of the mind is not physical. There is no rotting corpse. Only the brain rots. The mind is ethereal. The information is carried on a mental wave and only that which pertains to the traveler is lost. All information that serves remains in the Alpha archives or the Akashic records. The rest dissolves. People aren't interested in reality. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about the pain they cause or the destruction they contribute to. If they did, do you think they would bring life into the world? This is what I've been learning from studying man's mind for 4,000 years. Man is not interested in changing his mind or changing his actions. He is interested in fantasy. But when he dies and he realizes that he himself is a fantasy, it kills his mind because he cannot accept it. Fantasy keeps the mind alive only while it is in the body. It inspires it. But once the body dies and all the illusions are revealed, very few stay the course. You see, the mind is rejected from the beginning. Only the illusion is embraced. Man rejects his mind but believes in his opinions, even though his opinions are his illusions, for they are only his perceptions, and perceptions are not real. They are subject to change with time. Man does not accept that mind is the only true vessel, because his eyes see, 
and his body feels. He believes his body is the only real thing. He does not realize that the body is only the material thing that carries the mind during the corporal phase of life, which is only one phase of the mind's journey. The physical part of the journey is the part that entails your sentient education, your connection to all of life, and your understanding of true life through the sentient field that connects all of life as one mind in different aspects and affectations. Life is a mental creation, not a physical one. The fantasies that we, here in the afterworld, feed the people on earth through stories of galactic societies are told in order to comfort seeking minds that cannot handle the dreariness of physical existence. Humans do not see that they crave the ethereal. They crave their own spirit existence because it is their true existence. And no matter what their lives amounted to, no matter what irrational or illogical decisions they made, once their bodies die, there is no escape. They must face their own minds. And when they do face their minds, they face themselves in the form of all of their memories and information and mental playback. They cannot reconcile it. They never accepted it in life and they cannot accept it in death. So after losing their bodies from corporal death, they also lose their minds, which is all they were, and they fade from the fabric of existence. Changing cosmic streams, Mother joins in with her own dissertation. Illusion is the gift of the human mind. No other sentient creation holds this power, and no conscious intelligent energy waves hold this power either. Illusion is the power of the human mind because human minds also interpret and perceive according to their individual point of view, and from their individual perceptions, they draw conclusions that are personal to them. The more advanced a mind is in its interpretation, the more rational the mind will be. But the mind that forgoes rational thinking and logical reasoning is a mind on a journey of pure illusion and fantasy. These minds are not grounded by any graviton forces. The mind may become grounded for many reasons, pain, disappointment, rejection, despair, hostile treatment from others, and the debilitation of the brain that impairs proper filtering of sentient information. The mind is a sentient instrument, but sentience must be experienced to be understood, and the only classroom for the experiment is the natural organic world. The natural organic world brings sentience to life because it brings the senses to life, the sense of smell, taste, touch, hearing, and sight, the sense of feeling and emotion, the sense of empathy and all the psychic senses. Without the corporal experience, sentience is merely a sense of wave information transmitting through impulse waves that vibrate, pulsate, and oscillate, and these impulse waves leave an impression in the sensual field that cannot be perceived unless there is a sentient vessel to receive and understand them. The human mind and body is that sentient vessel. Imagine the miracle of the sentient field to be able to transfer all wave impulses into sense information of sight, hearing, taste, smell, feeling, emotion, 
empathy, and all psychic gifts. And this miraculous experience is all discovered in the sentient journey that the mind takes while encased in the flesh body during its corporal lifetime in the metaverse. But while humans hold the gift of illusion, which is a perfect gift, there is no corruption in a world of illusion. There is no perfection in the metaverse. The material experience is wrought with conflict, chaos, and corruption, and the mind will be in conflict all the time with the body's cravings and leanings, and the lower mind of carnal thoughts will distract the higher mind from loftier elusive goals and demand that it focus on the flesh and its goals, and not all humans can resist carnal urges. Most can't. While in battle between the carnal and the loftier mind, there will be a craving for mental food, and fantasies will ignite the passions in the body. These passions will come in all shapes, forms, colors, and affectations, from romance to conquest, from heroism to villainy, from the illusion of the conqueror to the ruination and destruction of all imagined enemies. Once the seed of illusion is planted, the mind is aflame with ideas that are not sound, sane, or sensible. They are not rational or logical, and if there is no sense of discipline in the mind, if there is no sense of reason and discernment in the mind, the mind will run rogue, pursuing its fantasies, no matter what harm it may cause. The power of illusion is an aphrodisiac to man. It makes him feel power beyond his actual physical strength. It makes him feel he is important beyond his importance. And it makes him feel younger, virile, and glowingly beautiful beyond all reproach and above all consequences, retribution, and penalties. And while these things are fine in a disembodied mind, these things are the cause of great suffering and misery when housed in a flesh body, for the flesh world is a world of consequences and reprisals. It is a world of penalties and retribution. It is a world of cold, harsh, and unforgiving retribution because all forces converge here in the metaverse and all forces want their say. There is no mind that stands above another except in the illusion of the mind that thinks he is above another. There is no mind that exists alone as the sole intelligence in the universe. The power of the imagination is a power so strong the identity of man may get lost in the fabric of his elusive dreams, in the landscape of mental ideas, and it will verily forget all about its mortal form until some consequence of physical reality causes to bring it back to earth, and there is hell to pay. But there are men and women who never come down to earth. These people stay lost in their fantasies completely severed from any physical reality. And because they are severed from the physical, they do not comprehend consequences. They cannot grasp the pain they inflict on others, nor the damage they cause to the natural environment. Such minds are lost to reason and sanity, while other minds cannot begin to lose themselves in fantasy at all. They are all about reason, logic, and rational thinking that is defined by the application of experience spent in witnessing cause and effect in action in the metaverse. The reasonable and rational mind rarely accepts illusion, and the mind 
that is all illusion cannot accept what is rational. But the mind that can balance both rational and logical thinking with superior sentient imagination is the mind that is prized. For this mind commands two worlds, the matterverse and the spiritverse. Enoch now joins the conscious stream with his dissertation. When the human mind is led in many directions, and when the human mind is led astray, it is up to the identity of man to control his thoughts and bring his mind back in balance with reason. This is also man's power. This is a power that the rest of sentient creation does not hold. The wild animals will kill another animal, and they will be unable to restrain themselves. But man holds the power of mental restraint within him, and as he restrains his mind from destructive thinking, so he restrains his body from destructive actions. Man can choose his actions, and this is not only his greatest power, it is his greatest downfall, for he does not use his power at all. He does not make choices that benefit the planet and the web of existence, but rather his choices benefit himself. When man fails to be judicious, he fails to be superior, and he acts like a wild, mindless, frenzied, chaotic, primitive creature. But because man has the gift to use his superior thinking to benefit the web of existence, and he chooses not to, he lowers his standing, even below that of the wild animals who act purely on instinct. To choose to do the lesser, when you have the power to do the greater, is to choose corruption. And in the choice to be corrupt, you are corruption. Coming out of the cosmic stream, in our next episode of Channeling Christ, Jesus gives a dissertation on the knowledge of all consciousness and includes his recollections on his own level of consciousness. And Mother gives a dissertation on an ancient consciousness as she recalls the life and death of the Assyrian race. I'm Eva Christ. May peace be with you and thank you for listening.